On this week's Bet the Process podcast, we have our college football preview, which is a recap of the Calcutta last night. And we're joined by someone we just found out as a tout, Matthew Davidow, the cheetah, Rufus, and myself. So with that, let's start the process. Bet, 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 bet the process. Bet, 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 bet the process. Welcome to the podcast. Bet the process. It's not that typical cookie cutter nonsense. If you came just for picks, you're in the wrong place. Find a town with the narrative to make a strong case. Instead of blindly assuming a team must be tanking, we're looking for the edge of Massey Peabody rankings. Crunching all the numbers in a simulated system that break down the data analytically driven. Media coverage is sports. Welcome to a very special episode of the Bet the Process podcast. It's our college football episode and we're going to be joined by the calcutta participants we're joined by justin right now and rufus who were two of the let's say least prepared calcutta um did you end up Uh, with anyone rufus yeah i had three teams who'd you end up with western kentucky nc state and iowa i think nc state's good that seems like a good good i ended up with i I, I told i told kate afterwards and kate was like he's like everybody's talking about nc state and iowa like he's like good job yeah, there you go. What did you say, Justin? I said I actually ended up with 12 teams. And when I like back kind of back test my teams, I think I got the best value based on the uh the total amount of Rufus coin in the pot. Well, of course you are, because it's based on your rankings, right? Right. Yeah. But sometimes I finish a golf Calcutta and I go, darn it. <laughs> like you know, like you overpay for win because you run hot. Yeah, hopefully it works out again. Maybe this time since I actually think I have the best value maybe now I'll run cold um who were some of the teams that you were excited about that you got I was really excited to get Oklahoma State uh for 20,000 Rufus coin I had them as uh one of the teams most likely to hit the five through eight prop um finishing the year just outside of the playoffs with some upside for potential playoffs I got them for yeah, 20,000 Rufus coin. Um, I had their true value closer to about 30,000. So that was one of the ones I was I was prepared to keep bidding. And then, you know, when they count it down and you expect to pay a lot more, that's always exciting. For those of you guys that didn't watch the Calcutta or are not familiar with it, basically it is a, um, a pool that we basically auction off teams, college football teams, and they accrue value based on a scoring system. And so there's a, there's a lot of different uh bets in this but essentially the teams that are um in the top of the college football rankings the top eight all get about all get some percentage of the pot and then also um teams that win their conference get a percentage of the pot and then there's some some other junk bets based on like team that has the most most turnovers or team that has the heisman winner or the passing leader um, bowl games don't forget about the bowl games and oh yeah and you get a share a share yeah. of uh 10 of the pot if <laughs> bowl game you're basically getting like a third of a percent at most if if your team wins a bowl game that's kind of what it so i bet there are do you guys think there will be teams that win bowl games that were not selected i don't know because i saw that david al literally took like the entire college football team for five you know the entire fbs for five thousand dollars at the end huh yeah but well, there is- were there were a lot of teams with uh win totals of around seven that no, that nobody picked so i could really? see those teams getting yeah, a I mean for sure game. um I don't remember off the top of my head but I was I was kind of looking up my sheet and I had them valued so far below 5,000 because 
even if they win their bowl, they're barely breaking even for you. Um, so they're just, I, they didn't have any upside for any of the other props, I didn't think. Um, but I mean, Syracuse I, could go to a bowl game, right? Yeah, their total was five, though. Okay. Um, if their total was like six and a half or seven, I would have bought them just because Sean Tucker could maybe lead the league in rushing. Um, but I thought at the end we were firing, especially uh, David, I thought, or Matthew, I thought he was firing a little too hard on uh, trying to go for like the worst team props. I think I thought that was like kind of bad value to target. It's hard to know. I mean, I guess what, like, you know, I mean, one of the junk props is the, what is it? The biggest underdog upset, like the biggest underdog to win. And so you have to be a big underdog to do that. Right. And so, right. Like it's, but the thing is you can have a good team that pulls that off if they're playing against a really great team. Right. I mean, like if yeah. Iowa beats Ohio state, well, that's probably not still wouldn't even do it, but you know what I mean? Stuff like that. So yeah, there's not a lot of plus 20 teams that hit their money line. So yeah, you might only need like a plus 18 to do it. I mean, a plus 20, what, what, what is a plus 20? Actually, I can pull this up, but I mean, a plus 20 is going to be off the top of my head. I mean, I mean, there will be a plus 20 that wins for sure. It's just whether or not they're in our pool. Though there should be a plus 20 that wins in our pool for sure. Right. Well, I guess how many, here's the question. How many plus 20s will, will there be in our pool? How many teams that were selected will ever be a 20 point underdog? Right. Most of the teams selected will never even be a 15 point. What some of the SEC teams for sure, right? The but, low, I mean, right yeah, like, I mean, but plenty of the SEC teams will if they play out when they play Alabama. I'm counting on Kentucky to win that for me. Yeah. Biggest blowout or biggest, biggest upset? <laughs> Either way, they're live for both, which is great. <laughs> so I, I can handle the biggest blowout with actually, I. I can handle the biggest blowout with my um, my simulations, and I probably could handle the biggest upset if I just assumed the Massey Peabody line would be the actual line. So can we let's talk, yeah. talk about? Okay. We we had Bama and Ohio State were clearly one and two. Um, I think that Ohio State ended up being value personally compared to Alabama, and I think they can t- they they were value period because of their easier road their uh likelihood to have the you know some of the some of the prop bets with the individual players including the heisman oh um, yeah yeah who's the heisman favorite stroud and then that wide receiver they have is pretty pretty uh pretty high up right? what about yeah. see i thought georgia was probably the best value of the top teams just given the fact that i had i mean i have George is the number two team in the country, about a tenth of a point worse than Alabama on an, on a neutral field. So, so you have them very close to Alabama, yes. then? Yes, I do. Why do you I think it's so it. different than the market? Um, part of it's the fact that they've lost. I mean, Georgia lost a ton of talent on defense that went to the NFL, and I'm not maybe picking up on that as well as I could. So. Or, or, or I think the market's overvaluing that loss. Mm-hmm. We'll see who's right, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, my <laughs> team my team put a lot of effort into helping me with this because um, we've got some guys that do a lot of college football prep in the offseason. So we kind of ran the model based on Vegas odds, and then they put their notes in for me to go 
above or below expected value based on like kind of the subjective stuff. And what they wrote for Georgia was that, like you said, they lost so much talent that this would be a lot to spend on such an unknown when you could just pay a little bit more. They thought it'd be a little bit more, but it ended up being a lot more to get Ohio State, who has so much upside to win all those props. But I, I still agree with Jeff. I, I have Ohio State as the best value of those top three after that's all said and done. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I ended up with Georgia, but they were essentially right on right on my model price. Mm-hmm. Um, the the figuring out the pot size for this, um, Rufus, you didn't do it, but figuring out the pot size. I for know this, that's the challenge. Really no, because I mean, I, I was going to say like that adds a whole nother dimension. And I think if people weren't ready for that, it, it's difficult because you have to assume that not everybody, not every team is going to be bid upon, bid on, yeah. not bid upon. And, and what that threshold is, like, you assume everybody's going to be rational, but then you have to be like, well, they're going to be bidding on other teams based off of that. And so you can kind of like go another layer in depth there. But yeah. if you just people- did it based on saying like, okay, people are going to be going in, assuming a pot size of, let's say, 1.2 mil Rufus coin. In that case, these teams wouldn't get bid, up- bid on. And so they're, you know, eliminate them. Here's what your pot is like, just out of the, you know, and, and I don't know, cause you guys that actually modeled it out, like, like Jeff, what was that for you? Was that like, you know, 7% of the pot that wouldn't did that didn't get bid on? Like to be honest, I, to be honest, I, I, I kind of whiffed on that. I, I didn't think about, now I I had a dynamic pot size and estimated pot size, um, base you know basically, and I was using kind of the midpoint of that, so the estimated was much lower. So so I kind of did 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 do that, but I probably would have even been more conservative if I had really thought about the fact that a bunch of teams that were being you know priced in for the dynamic pot size would not would just not get get chosen. But the thing is, when you do it, it affects like your percentages for that individual, like for example, the junk bat category, right? It's, and so suddenly these teams aren't eligible and it changes everything. Yeah, it was, it was definitely in, uh, one of the most difficult and most interesting Calcutta's we've done because of all the sort of ch- strange nuance to it. Well, for um, the people who didn't watch the very first team that got auctioned was Boise state and the pot, prize pool estimate based on, you know, I was doing a quick thing that was like my expected price, the actual, and then what that should mean for the pot size. Boise State went for so much above their value that I had. It said 3.3 million expected pot size. So that quickly changed all my prices and screwed everything up. So I had to like undo it and just lock it at 1 million Rufus coin and then just kind of mentally adjust from there because we were like, all over the place early on like the first few teams were like 3.3 1.1 and then like 1.8 so there was just really no way to it didn't settle in for quite a while and then we finally started kind of hovering around 1.3 1.4 i think if you i think the people that modeled the junk the junk bets better like i mean i guess if you didn't model them that well or didn't model them at all you got a really wacky implied pot size based on some of the stuff early on like that that's exactly what i had too although also part of it was the fact that i 
didn't consider a group of five conferences to be conferences in my calculations somehow. I was going like, to say, you had something wrong. There was, that was, that, I was like, immediately, it was like, there's something wrong. Like it says the pot should be five and a half million. That's not right. Yeah. Cause there was all my best value was teams that should like, I got UAB and UTSA for 60% of what it'll pay out. If one of them wins the conference and they're like probably 85% to win the conference. So like, I think there was, what was that? Which conference? Uh, conference USA. Really? Okay. Yeah, I have I have UTSA and UAB as like each being like thirty five percent to win it, um, and then I guess yeah, because the rest there's some percentage there that nobody will own, um, but I guess that doesn't necessarily help me. But yeah, I just I had that as like really good value getting the two getting stacking them, um, and just kind of locking up that conference. Yeah. Who else could win Conference USA? UAB. There's a bunch of, a bunch of like plus 600 to plus 1,000 teams that I wasn't willing to buy. I, I was just curious. Um, I was looking at like just pulled up ESPN, CFB, FBI, because they probably actually have the correct teams in the correct conferences because the legacy code I ran hadn't changed conferences for some teams. So I feel kind of embarrassed. Um but they have, let's see, they have UTSA as 16% to win the conference, 32% to win their division, and UAB 30% to win their division, 17% to win their conference. So I think you're so I'm, I'm pretty high. I think on you, them, you're man. high on those teams. So yeah. that's I mean that and that's what you expect, right? I mean, like you bid, you right. want to own the teams where you're high on them relative to the market. And so yeah, you clearly think that there's alpha. On like and and I'm just I, I have no idea if ESPN's FBI is off or like they they might be very low on them but right they're not they're not necessarily most reliable but yeah um yeah I think both teams are like around plus two hundred um yeah but it depends what book you I was looking I was kind of just DraftKings you have to take out the vig though true yeah that's a good point yeah yeah we like them but. Jeff, who did you get that you think is most likely to win you like a lower conference? Because you got a lot of those small conference teams, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Um, I mean, I think I hopefully will get the Mac, although there's obviously a lot of uncertainty there. Um, That'll be a fun one to watch, though. I'm jealous you've got all that Tuesday, Wednesday night Mac to sweat. Yeah, but they're going <laughs> to be like playing each other half of the time. Um, obviously, I like Louisiana to win their conference potentially um i don't know what you think about that uh i mean i got fau right fau has a little bit of a chance in your in your group in your uh conference usa yeah they're a threat cincinnati was higher than i wanted to get them that was it was right on the upper level of what my model said it should be we were we were battling on that one and I was thinking we're pushing this past the point where it's worth it, but I had starred them as a team I really wanted. So you got to push it a little bit. Yeah, I actually traded some uh, with Preston. I traded some of my Utah, half of my, well, I sold him half of my Utah and I bought a quarter of his uh, Ohio State. Not, oh, nice. not, not, not like for even for a surplus, but um, I wanted to get into some Ohio State and he wanted some of the Utah. Yeah, Ohio State was the team I most wanted at the top. And I'm, um, I was bummed that they, I think they were the second team we did, right? Yeah. I was bummed. I wanted Bama and Georgia to go first. 
so that I could get a sense of of what Ohio State was worth. It just felt so dicey, like bidding them up when when you didn't know what the pot size was going to be yet. Well, you know, what's interesting is the guy that uh, I did this with, he asked me, like, what would your bidding strategy be if you had the first pick? And I told him my first pick would be Ohio State. And I would just try to get them hoping because we always say like the first team is value. Right. So you get them and then maybe Alabama goes next. And, you know, that you basically then set set the fact that Ohio State will be value because we had. Ohio State, um, we actually had them value higher than Alabama. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, I remember you were saying that at the time. I had them valued almost equally. So I stopped bidding on Bama once it got over the Ohio State price. I mean, we show tremendous value on Clemson. Wait, how does – I mean, Alabama has the favorite for the Heisman. I don't think so. The quarterback? I think it's C.J. Stroud. Yeah. C.J. Stroud over Bryce Young in what world? In the world that we that's live in? We, that's what my team has. Is that, is, that, is that what the Heisman odds say? I don't know. I'll try to pull. Are you looking, I'm, Jeff? I'm going to pull it up right now. Stroud leads the way. Eh, you know what? It's not a very liquid market, I'm just going to say. <laughs> so you're going to take uh, some Bryce Young? No, I'm not, because I have no idea. We could do it at even with you. You just said in what world we could bet it with you at even, right? <laughs> I'll give you Stroud to win the Heisman at even money if you want it. Well, that's a terrible. No, no, no. I'm I, saying it should be Stroud or Young. Oh, Stroud, young. Stroud versus Young, you mean? Yeah, yeah, that was your argument. You said in what world, right? So you yeah. think Bryce Young is clearly the favorite. Don't change just because the the odds you pulled up. Damn, two plus. I mean, but again, I don't know this stuff. So, yeah, plus 220 versus plus 400. I will say, though, I think that the market right now probably does underestimate the uncertainty. So, I think you're not going to get value on any of the guys at the top. And I think it's more, I guess, I fundamentally believe overall it's more likely that there's an underdog that's undervalued than a favorite that's undervalued, basically. So, I think if you're pricing in, based on like no vig for for these top guys you're probably going to be a little bit high on the top teams that yeah that, that's that, just my i agree there's almost no value betting these favorites you've got to have some sort of insight on like a plus a thousand or more well i just think that like people underestimate how much things can change like there are like who was cj stroud going into last season he was the quarterback of Ohio State. I mean, he was. Is that a trick question? He wasn't. I. He's it. I mean, I, I, I need to pull they, up the stats, and I can tell you who he was. Your, your point. Your point is that there's, there's Wait, not. No, no. CJ Stroud going into last year had not had a single snap ever, right? So he wasn't really on people's radar. I don't think. Like, I wonder what his odds were going into the year. So I think I think people tend to anchor too much to what a guy did in the previous year. So you just say, throw your hands up in the air, and who cares about the prop bets? No, no, I, I like, look, okay. I, I took Western Kentucky largely because, you know, I thought they they lost their quarterback, Bailey Zappy, Zappy. whatever they had. Yeah. I know now, he's, he's with your Patriots. So you, of course, you know how to say his name, yeah. but they lost him. But at the same time, a team doesn't have 1100 passing yards more than the second most, the second highest team in terms of passing yards. Right. Um, without it being a system thing. 
right? I really wanted Western like Kentucky. Graham Harrell back at Texas Tech or something like that, right? It, it's it's one of those situations. And so, I mean, I, I just assume that Western Kentucky, for better or worse, like has a decent shot of like producing the passing leader in the country. Like, even if it's just te- like, I don't, I, what is it? Is it one in 10? One in five, I think it may be one in 10. That seems reasonable. Well, and part of part of what we're doing is having a good time, right? So like, it's always fun to pick those schools that maybe have one in 20 shot of producing the passing leader. And then if there's three weeks left and it's close, now you have a good time watching Western Kentucky games. Um, I always- I guess what I'm saying is I think it's hard to actually know how right. to like put a percentage on that. Because I agree. I'm That's not why I didn't even- that out. I didn't like, even model it. I just put little like notes next to the teams. Cause how, what am I supposed to put in for the percent likelihood of Western Kentucky? Not, like, but I feel like you need to, if you at least have some number that you, you can say, okay, what if I made it 10%, what would the value be? What if I made it 20%, then you have an idea of how that likelihood changes your fair value. And that's kind of why yeah. I asked Jeff when he, he didn't respond to my question, but about the central Michigan, I think it was central Michigan running back. Is that who it was? the guy that led the country in rushing last year. And, and basically I asked what probability he had in his model or the model that his person I'm looking right now, I'm looking right now. I, it's, I uh, set out like, what it's he had. Nichols. I was yeah, curious what, what probability basically he had that this guy won the rushing title for a second year in a row. And I kind of, my inclination, especially for running back is to say, well, he got a shit ton of carries last year. Like it's going to be really hard for that to happen again. All right, running equity. Let's see. What was Central Michigan's running equity? Uh, it's going to be over or under 5, 5%. Under. I would say under. I think he's going to have it over, but I think it probably should be around 5%. I don't, I don't know what it should be, honestly. There's so many teams with good running backs that could do it. Yeah, but but it was under. it was under 5%. What was it? I'm like trying to figure that out right now. This is not my spreadsheet. I'm not creating. I want to know what Western Kentucky's pass equity is for the for the um, lead the country in passing prop. I would say that's probably five percent. Whereas I think no, we had it lower than that. But Western Kentucky, really? Yeah. I kind of just assumed, given how much they yeah. won by last year, and the fact that it's assist largely. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I think we were we were over five percent for Central Michigan. And but not for Western Kentucky, no, because different quarterback. Oh, wow. That's the opposite of what I would have guessed. Yeah, because I feel like that's like very much. I don't know. I thought more. I mean, you had the coach that came from um, what was the school in Texas that he came from for Western Kentucky? You know what I'm talking about? Um, yeah, yeah. He brought the system. I feel like there's way more injury risk banking on a running back to lead in rushing yards. <laughs> than a quarterback to lead in passing yards. Especially running back who had a gazillion carries last year. Is that a real number? If this was an NFL player, everyone would be predicting an injury. Oh, yeah. Is gazillion a real number? It is if I say so. How many yards did he have today in that game? Central Michigan. Right. He's already drawing dead if his week one matchup, he got 72 yards. That's not true because the Western Michigan or Western uh, Kentucky only kidding. had 276 yards. No, I'm just kidding. They uh, and they get to play the MAC in conference play. So all those MAC teams. I mean, Jeff, you're probably like 20 percent to just somehow 
pull one of those props out of your Mac teams because they just have such ridiculously high scoring games. Wait, the Mac? No, they play awful weather games in November and December. Uh, or sorry. They're Mac? Uh, yeah. Those are Tuesday, Wednesday night games with like the 72 point totals. Mac shit. No, that's like two teams that pass a bunch. But like most of the totals in Mac games are like 48, it feels like. Really? Yeah. There's a lot of those. I mean, just over the years. Maybe they just put the ones on TV with the high totals because I feel like I was betting a lot of, don't crucify me for this, but I was betting a lot of unders in the 70s last year. Why would I crucify you for betting an under? People hate under. crucify you for betting an over. Well, I guess you too. Yeah, I should have thought where I am. But yeah, my my friends are always like, why are we betting unders? That's so lame. Your friend so Rufus or Rufus and Justin, I would love to, I would love to get uh, input on this. So we think Bama, Ohio state, Georgia are clearly one, you know, like level. Well, Alabama might be at its own level and then Ohio state, Georgia, but you think Georgia's close. So let's just say all three of them. <clears throat> I thought I got value on Clemson. Obviously the, the, the early bids that I saw on some of these like power five teams that were outside of those top three, made me understand like people did not think that highly as highly on Clemson as I did. Where do you guys rate sort of that, that fourth spot in the, like who's going to take that fourth spot in the, in the, uh, in the um, college Playoff? football? Clemson is most likely, I think. That's see, that's the spot that feels like it's up for grabs. I think that's why you got such good value, Jeff. Cause I agree. You got really good value. I think it just felt like, if you're going to believe that USC, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, Michigan, if you're going to believe in any of those teams, USC. then Clemson had to be the team that you don't believe in. You know, I don't get like the that's... USC love. What'd you say? I mean, I, I don't get the USC love. I get that Lincoln Riley moved over there. From I was relieved I did not get them. I was in that bidding war, and I kind of was like, you know when you're like bidding just to bid, and you're like half paying attention? I don't and then all of a sudden I was like, whoa, this is getting way higher than I would be willing to pay for them. So I was very relieved I didn't get them for 50000 because that's almost what Jeff paid for Clemson and they're nowhere near Clemson. Yeah. Well, we can – David, I was going to be well, on it. I think, I think North Carolina 31 in that think, home state game, and I'd love to hear from have, him why he – because he loved SC. I have NC State as a better team than USC. I'm just going to say that. How much did you get NC State for? I don't know. I, all I know is my three teams cost twenty-two thousand total. You got NC State for seven thousand, and That's USC amazing. went for fifty thousand. I mean, you're you're wrong. Like they're not a better team than you. You can say that. You could you could <laughs> say it if you want. My, my, okay, so USC I give you better value for USC, sure. I don't like. Yes, okay. It's not like they're they. Yes, they have Lincoln Riley. What makes Lincoln Riley a great coach? You might say, is he a creative genius, or is does he just have good talent? And maybe this is, if you believe he's a creative genius, this is, you know, then probably I'm wrong. But I think in general, college coaches, it comes down to talent mostly. Um, and they got they a bunch do of have talent. They have talent coming over from Oklahoma, but overall, they've had about the same amount of talent leave the program as enter. They're not a more talented school this year than they were last year. Really? From your work on the transfer transfer portal, I thought you said you hadn't done that work. This yet. is not from my work. This is from like the recruiting agency's work and my compiling. Right. Yeah, I, was um, gonna say, I have I have no idea how to evaluate the high school talent and how well they'll translate. Like, what if Lincoln Riley? Yeah. Is anyone in the uh, waiting room, Rufus? Not yet. 
now, now, now Lincoln now Riley we have, is what we have the, man, the myth, the legend <laughs> himself, who we welcome to the Bet the Process podcast. David Owl, everyone wants an Matthew explanation about SC. And by the way, did I win my Penn State minus three and a half? Yes. It was, was it a second half better or a full game? Whole way, right? Sorry, what did say? It was pretty much a lock the whole way. A loss or a lock? A lock the whole it was way. Never in doubt. Never in doubt, right? Central Michigan. Was it a second bet. half bet or a full game bet, Jeff? Full game. David Al gave that to me last night. He just gives out winners. That's all he does. Why aren't you giving me winners, David Al? <laughs> Give a loser too. He just. No, no. If Why aren't you, you giving me losers? Winners, you're one and zero. I want losers too. I want winners. Uh, David, I'll explain to us your SC love. Oh, I just got carried away. <laughs> we 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 have a Preston entering as well. We have we now have a soccer owner who, by the way, wait, I I have not checked Twitter lately because Twitter was going crazy over him earlier today. I was like, man, I hope he has his, his notifications turned off. Um, so can we? So what we were discussing before you guys got on air, and I'd love to hear David Al and Preston talk about this. Uh, you know, we have a we have the top three teams, and uh, Press and Preston actually. I mean, Rufus actually thinks that Georgia is two and thinks they're very close to Bama, which is interesting. But let's just not talk about the top three because that's pretty boring. Yeah. Four, who's you know, I obviously thought I got value on Clemson. You guys didn't believe that because you let me get that value. So how do we think about that four spot? USC is clear four, right? Yeah. It's, it's them or LSU, I think, is who I picked by accident as well. <laughs> you guys aren't making compelling content with your witty banter and your cynical nature. All right, all right, all right, all right. So I mean, I don't I, think – I personally don't think it's Oklahoma. I don't think it's necessarily not Clemson. I, I didn't really disagree with you there. Well, the uh, Calcutta would say that it is SC, Matt, because they were the number four team. SC went well, to the – sold for the fourth most. No. SC no, no, no. the fifth. No, Sorry, Clemson and then no, no. SC. No, you're wrong. Wait, because – Clemson, then SC. So fourth, fifth. SC fourth, was the fifth. After, so you have Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, then Clemson, then SC? Yeah. Yep. But then there's a huge gap. Jesus, what is wrong with There's you? not a huge gap. I mean, Michigan went for 30. Sorry, Texas went for 39. Right? Yeah, but I would have – I had them, like, right behind – I would – it's funny you say that you got carried away with USC because I was saying, thank goodness I didn't win them. We got so carried away bidding against each other. I think we just kind of forgot how overpriced we got. And I was I thinking, just, oh, I hope he says one more bid because I did not realize how high this was getting. And, and I was like, oh, my God, please say one more. I think you did it. I was like, yeah, well, you know, whatever. <laughs> they have a lot of transfers. They have probably the best quarterback in the nation, best offensive coach. Best wide receiver. Eight and four. Here we come. I mean, so wait, I actually, I, USC, I came into the I draft. USC is losing one of the top. Didn't they lose one of the top receivers also? Yeah. Like the London, the London dude, right? Drake, Drake London. London. Yeah, because I own him in a fantasy football league. And Addison, Addison, is the best. Addison, I think, is the best college receiver. I don't know if it'll translate to the pros. The the so, okay. So my point here is that it's not like they're getting a massive influx of talent. They're losing. Oh, a bunch they, of they are though. No, no, no. They have like twelve, like 
four-star transfers. They, they right, right. And, and guess and guess what? They yeah, also yeah. lost a bunch of players too. I'm just saying. Right. I thought Slovis was. I mean, I don't know. You weren't high on Slovis. Slovis. Why? Really? What's yeah. wrong with Slovis? I mean, he's okay. I mean, he plays. I thought, he was, I thought he was pretty bad. I, I never liked Slovis. I always thought he had a few really kind of lucky games, and okay. Dart was better. That's why they were playing Dart over him and. They have a Slovis is going to like be an undrafted free agent. Yeah. Approximate. Yeah. I, I was just going to say, guys, that when I went into the draft wanting one Pac 12 school for the swipe, because I did zero preparation on this thing, and it was going to be either Utah or USC. So I actually think, you know, obviously the Lincoln Riley, the Caleb Williams being the third favorite to win the Heisman and the upside there. The fact that you know they could just be pretty good, um, they have the talent, the quality. I, I, I anticipated it being USC, and then somehow we got Utah for well, not we, but Jeff, and, and did a little swap. But I think for what it was thirty-four versus fifty or something. So it was uh, Utah. Obviously, ended up being the way better buy. But I did go into this whole thing with one goal on the Pac-12 side, and USC was one of the two I wanted some action on. So I don't disagree in theory, but just the number ended up being horrible. Market-wise, Utah was fantastic. I, I I'm not sure how much real market there is for this shit, though. Like, yep. I don't know. The the Pac the Pac-12 could be their second best conference this year. I mean, Washington has a uh, much better coaching and some real players. Oregon still has a lot of talent. You Utah Utah lost a lot of defenders, and I, I think it's a. I don't I don't think it's guaranteed. Did 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 they have like a you know replacement program? Whittingham usually does on defensive side, but I haven't followed. So. They've had years where they've been only slightly better than average. Slightly better than average isn't going to cut it for this price. Not against Lincoln Riley's offense. I know you're trying to get, give yourself a boost today. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, clearly the USC price is absurd. I mean, there's that. There's... By the way, did you lay Penn State three and a half? Because you just got uh, some points. I'm not sure if he's caught that. I can't bet anymore, but, you know. Oh, so could leave that out as a passive, as as yes, a, a friendly, friendly, friendly tipster mm. yesterday, and we won't talk about Jeff's, the other. Jeff's player. happy. <laughs> I like uh, the Louisiana Tech was my favorite today, so yeah, there's that. They almost backdoored it, ish. I mean, not really. They, the problem is they they kept letting the other team score, which is never good for you know the whole covering thing. Uh, okay, so. Let's go back to this because I think this is the most interesting subplot. Most, like, let's say pie in the sky as you guys were making your, you know, sort of like models and whatnot. What team is most likely to break into that? You know, you let's say USC aside, Clemson aside. What's the other team that could be that that not number four team? I don't know number fourteen, but I'll tell you who my big surprise team is: is Tennessee. Mm, they look good tonight too. So and I know, her, and you you kept. Like, I I, they, I didn't even know they played tonight, but like, mm. I, I was really surprised when my ratings have them at number seven, but they do. Rufus seven, has a really for Bob in him. He just doesn't watch the games. He thinks that it it you know perverts his you know. No, it's just that I have other things going on in my life. That's all. They have great coaching too. Oh. Rufus's personal life aside, interesting that remember Frost and Heupel were both at Central Florida, 
And Frost got the Nebraska job after all those Central Florida wins. They're like, oh, yeah, Frost, look at that offense, yada, yada, yada. And then meanwhile, Nebraska sucked. Central Florida was wonderful with Heupel, and now Tennessee's doing the same thing. Yeah. Interesting. I I think Oklahoma, I'm curious what you guys had them valued at because that was my best pick in the draft, I think, getting them for 32000 I think with Brent Venables as the coach, I mean, I feel like he could end up being like just a fantastic coach. Um, and then getting Dylan Gabriel from UCF, I thought he was really good over there. So you put these two guys together that haven't had the chance. Um, I, I feel like Oklahoma is a decent favorite in my mind to like win their conference. Um, and so then, you know, from there, I think they could get a four, three or four seed in the playoffs. I just looked at like for some of those teams, a lot of the value comes in being able to get 3% to win your conference. Yeah. And all the big 12 has like six or seven that could theoretically win fairly often, but it seemed hard to distribute like, like what's Oklahoma worth relative to like an Ohio state or Bama that's just going to win their conference or even like a Boise state or some of the smaller schools and smaller conferences. So uh, that one was tough for me. I just didn't make a decision not to bid on anybody in the big 12. Oklahoma was like one of my least confidence teams. So that's like when you got them, like man, that's a good, that's a good buy. What was the one bet bid, David Al, that you looked at and you thought was a really good buy that you didn't get? That didn't get? That's a good Liberty. question. Utah, maybe Utah State's interesting because you got them. You, oh, I thought you had them. No, I brought them up and then you bid on them. Oh, good because they play Alabama this week and they could easily lose by sixty, and that might be enough. And they already have a win. They could win their conference. They got, they got you know, both the, the two-way school right there. I thought you had them. I, I was, like you can win the top. You can win the low and the high. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, if I yeah. – By yeah, the way, I'm working on concocting this uh, NFL NFL Calcutta. Maybe have something out tomorrow for, for you guys all to, to think about. This was a great format, Jeff. I thought this would ended up being like the best one that we've done in terms of just like I've got a good one for the for NFL. The NFL one might be the two teams that are involved in the highest scoring game in the NFL. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That's good. Uh, yeah, I thought that this was fantastic. I didn't realize it until people were bringing up teams for like right around that minimum bid. It just made so much sense. It's like, hmm, probably good there. It's not good further. Jeff, if, yeah, I don't know if this one would be difficult to track, but the best uh, best record against the spread would be a fun prop to throw in there. Mm, I like also uh, biggest win difference from last year, positive or negative. Yeah, it'd be fun. So like the Patriots when they go three and whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what you mean. Who? Oh, okay. Uh, to answer your question about the best buy that I didn't have, it was a team that I just absolutely refused to pick because I went to UNC and I don't like them. Um, but I actually had NC State as the best, the most underpriced team at 7,000. I hate, like, I am anti NC State this year. And I was like, Why? like, I thought that was worth like at least 12 or 13, at least. Yeah, I figured oh, somebody oh, else. You're yeah. anti NC State and you think they were 12 or 13? First to market. Like, I don't, I don't, like, yeah. people have been really high. They return a lot of defenders. They were really good on defense last year. And the question is, you know, obviously how, you know, repeatable is that? And I think not that repeatable based on recruiting and coaching. But if you make, also people like that quarterback. And 
He's not. I don't Rufus said he has them really, really high. So Rufus, you must have thought we were insane for letting you get them for seven thousand, right? I just think they're better than USC. So what Wait, do you have their fair value at? USC? What? What's their fair value at in your model? Because they went for seven thousand. I, I can't give you a fair model. I can just right because I don't have that in front of me right now. But I have. Do you think that. NC State's better than USC? I didn't say I was correct, but I said. Oh no no no! Fair enough. Right. No no no! I'm not. That's what. I'm that's not, what my flawed rating system at the moment. I'm not throwing stones. Yeah, I'm still working on I some stuff. To put, you forgot to put like a couple equal signs in some of his formulas, and so he's like trying to figure out Massey Peabody to get it up there today. Exactly. You know, so there, there's a few multiplications instead of divisions somewhere, right? He, he thinks that USC is already in the Big Twelve, so he's a little a little amiss. I wouldn't speak bad about Devin Larry. I'll just leave it at that. You like Devin Larry? Yeah, he's I. He made me quite a bit in the last two seasons. I was one of probably the, like, if I had to guess off the top of my head, the guy that's done the best for me ATS. I don't know. It was just, he was so much better than anyone else they had. And just, I don't know, maybe it was fluky, but uh, I can't speak poor about them because Larry is my guy forever and always. From a sweat. He's such a nice touch, too. Like, he actually just throws the ball. It's just pretty. I don't know. Who we who 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 at Texas? I thought Justin at Texas. Yeah, I have Texas I so. Tech. Ah, I guess I have all the uh, overbid teams. What's that? No, I did. He, went for, I was, he I went for all the was, overbid teams. I was looking for a team I didn't have that I wanted. And I was going to say Dude, Texas. Like, no, Texas. Someone on this call has to have Texas because we were the only Texas. only Calcutta. Yeah, according to the sheet, which is I'm sure right. You have them. Yes. I mean, according to this, I'm not doubting it. Oh, uh, I guess Ohio State. If I did, like, Ohio State ended up being good value, I think. I think so, also. They I were thinking, people that I really wanted. Getting, getting like, the rushing and the receiving and the, the, the passing, like, their offense is going to be so good. Do you think their defense will be better? Nope. I mean, it's a that's a who Seems knows. Like no. Yeah, that's why I let off them because I, I think think they're overrated as a team, but like as a in the Calcutta, I think they were really good. They, right, they well, so good. I'm gonna ask a philosophical question from a philosophical standpoint, and I understand like the the easy answer to this is because in college, like the best athletes are on offense. But why are why are teams so bad at defense in college? And why wouldn't you really just focus on preventing points? Or is it the rules? Like what what is the what's the reason we don't see better defenses? I would say we do see good defenses in college. That there's better defensive play. I mean the rules. The SEC. Are huge, like. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's good defense in college. The rules and the 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 the, the pace and like I think the defenses are fine. I mean they're the same as they always were. Jeff, if if the NFL had to field 130 teams, the defenses would look a lot worse on average. That's mm-hmm. really the answer. Now that's a smart answer. The offenses would look worse too, right? I just don't think you need that many good players on offense to look good, but you need 11 good players on like. The offense can target the worst player on the defense, but the defense can't necessarily force the worst player on offense to get involved. Not bad. Offensive coordinators, especially with the spread. Part in a lot oh, of it. Sorry, Chris. No, yeah, you're good. 
I mean, a part of it's pace, right? Pace in college is is big, and and the clock stops a lot, and and whatnot, right? So offenses are always going to look better relative to say what they look like in the NFL. Who's yeah. the who's the best deep? Who's the best defense this year? Bama. Dada, you're you're a Georgia guy, right? No, I mean, who? Another. So I'm probably a little too far down on Georgia in the like. I'm I'm not completely convinced that they could just, you know, replace what they lost on defense, like, and have a similar defense. Like, obviously, they're, you know, look at the recruiting, they're going to be great. But I, I – although <laughs> I used to think the same thing about Saban, like, his first few years. I'm like, yeah, I know they have the recru- recruits, but are they really about to put up another, you know, number one defense? And sure enough. Here were eight new players that played like you know no snaps the year before, and they were the number one again. How much I don't know the that? answer to this, but hold on a second. I got a question. It's kind of related still. The best high school players, what percentage are playing offense versus defense? Because I think that's a big that's a part of like the talent pool. But I'm guessing it's like an 80-20 split. Because if you're the best player on your high school team, you're probably playing offense, and then you're recruited to play offense in college, and so it just kind of carries. Yeah, I would no think- one plays two ways in high school anymore, right? They've shut that down pretty much the right. last few years, yeah. I would yeah, think it, it takes more practice time to install a good defensive scheme than a good offensive scheme. Because, like, if you've got the best receiver on the field, he basically just runs down the field and you just throw it to him. Like, it doesn't take hardly any sophistication to get that guy the ball. But on defense, you've got to have 11 guys working in symmetry. So I'm assuming that part of it is, like, they just don't get to practice enough. And then the NFL teams like the same guys every year practicing all off season. Yeah. I mean, I, so Preston from your question, right. What I think about a little bit is like, why does, why isn't this phenomenon even more true in the NFL then where, because it's not like people are changing positions from like defense, from offense to defense when they get to the NFL, the best athletes are still on offense. then. No, but you have enough good athletes that can, you know, for 30 teams from the best of the defense in college. Does that make sense? Kind of. So, so you, have, you have enough talent coming out of college on defense to fill the 30-plus teams, but not 130. And from high school, I think it's just pretty lopsided going into the 130. So that, that would be my, my guess is there's some correlation. There. But um, it also, I think, is just the way the rules are these days. It's just easier to score on offense anyway in both leagues. I want to go back to challenging this premise. So the NFL has like similar or slightly better per play offense than college football. Okay. So it's just the pace. Close. All right. Well, like there the we go. current NFL is so, so much skewed toward efficiency that you could argue that there's not enough uh, explosiveness or, you know, bigger plays, but like the 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 data over the years has been very close. There's no real difference lately. Like <clears throat> the chances of plays being successful or first downs being made are close between the NFL and college. Very I'm close. glad. I'm glad you cited that because that's probably just like a cognitive bias where we just see so many broken plays in college football where a guy just runs for 80 yards like kind of uninhibited, and that we, that's probably just sticking out in our minds makes us think that it's worse. Who 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 got Boise State? Was that your I think I did. It was the, it was no, the first no. of, the, of the auction. First, I that think was you my, got him. 
for sure. But this is my strategy, having done no prep at all this year in college football was Utah or USC out of the Pac-12, Bama and Ohio State, which will limit my actual ceiling as far as ROI goes, but I have a pretty high floor. And then Boise State at the best non-Power 5 um, and with the easiest schedule, in my opinion, or walk in pathway to that. So that was my... My goal was to have four teams. I mean, I ended up getting Wake for five, which I didn't think was that bad. And then the LSU debacle when I had a baby crack. Yeah, Boise State. Although LSU is not that bad. Boise State, I think, ended up being a lot of value in, in my model, at least. It really? Was, it, yeah. I mean, I had them priced anywhere between 37 and 41, and they went for 30. I'm, I'm so low on them. Compared to you guys, I could certainly be wrong, but I'm just I'm very low on them. I only looked at public models, and they were just the best non-power five team in all of them, and they play in the Mountain West instead of like Cincinnati's in the AAC, which is just a better conference. So I just seemed like the easiest path to being the top school there, also winning a conference, having a potential like if they go undefeated, they could land eight or something. Which I know Jeff added five through eight, get a percentage of the pool too um so anyway that was that was the thinking there was all i just you know spent a few minutes before it started but uh so basically mission accomplished i got the the four teams i wanted and kind of let you guys bid the rest of the way preston I, I do feel bad i have to apologize i think you ended up getting screwed on lsu because i yeah, you asked, mentioned their name yeah i mentioned their name a couple of times because i thought they were like the worst team to buy so I was just curious what they were going to go for. And I think you assumed that because I kept asking, I was really interested. So you were like, I'll lead off with 10,000 LSU. And then I was like, that's wow. That's, I can't believe they're not the min price. And then no one else bid. And then I realized what probably happened to you. Yeah. And I'd only been bidding. I'd only been uh, nominating top teams. So I'd just been starting at 10 or 15 every time. And so I just said 10 and yeah, that was it. So I uh, need something weird to happen. Sorry about that. It's all good. That was a good read, Justin. <laughs> you set him up big time. <clears throat> um, worst buy. <clears throat> yeah, and oh. Liberty doesn't count. Alice, yeah. <laughs> USC or Clemson? I, you know, I think Clemson's tricky because the market – why doesn't the market think Clemson has, like, an actual shot in these futures? I mean, are you basing it on DJ or are you basing it on like priors of Dabo and his recruiting? Because like in theory, they're they're top. They're the they're the fourth best team in the country. They're plus, they're plus 140 to make the playoffs. How much more did you want the market to respect them than that? I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying they have a terrible quarterback. They weren't very good last year. Why are they oh. giving so getting so much respect? Yeah, I see. Who do you have as the next best team in the ACC, just out of curiosity? Because that gap's still probably pretty big. Oh, that's a good question. Let me look. Let me look. Yeah, no rush. I, mean, I don't have an easy way to see that. but Because I think, Jeff, how much did you bid on Miami? I actually was surprised you started. Yeah, I love high. Miami. I see your point. 15,000. Like NC Forest, State's probably NC. the next yeah. team. And they suck. Very fair point. They're not the worst buy anymore? Yeah, I have Clemson at like 62% to win the conference, which is like... Yeah, I guess it's hard to argue. Their floor is just so high. Yeah, it's a tough one. 
Yeah, Jeff, that's a nice safe buy, and you have upside for the national champion. I think that's one of the better buys. Yeah. Um, national championship seems rough. I mean, can you really see that quarterback winning the national championship? Me, no, no but that's why they went so low. It could be their backup. None, none of us wanted them. But yeah, Florida State could be the second best team in that conference. Think about that for a second. I'm guessing you got them. Maybe I have a lot of teams. You and I, I both. I went into it thinking I will definitely not buy UNC like a total homer, and then I did buy UNC. Yeah. I couldn't believe UNC. I was trying to buy them, too. I only bid like once. Hmm. Well, it was the right time. No, you, you definitely bid more than once. I got them for 5500 I don't, I don't think so. I really thought I, think I nominated for 5,000. That's an interesting team. They, they lost all what they had from last year, but yeah, they lost everybody, but they but still it, have the same coaching staff, right? I think, let me look. I thought that the, the coaching staff left and they brought in a new yeah. coaching staff with the same idea that they had that worked for them last year. Okay. Maybe. They, didn't know. the new coaching staff just get there last year from like Houston yeah, he Baptist? Yeah, he just did. He's new. He came from that place in, in Texas. What, where was it? Baptist, yeah. There you go. Boom. Or, Thank you. Is it Easter Baptist? Yeah. No, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just on AirPods. I think they just quiet. throw the ball every play normally, right? That's their, That's what they did. last. I mean, look, they, they, they won the passing. They had more passing yards than – no, no, no. The offensive line. coordinator left for Texas Tech. They have a okay. new offensive coordinator who was on the staff last year. But the okay. guy that came from, you said it was wherever in Texas. You're, I'm now so confused between a number of Texas schools. The guy that came last year with Zappy did leave for Texas Tech. Okay. So what they so they have a. They have a transfer from West Florida. I thought they had a coach from West Florida, but I don't see that here now. Oh, they, this was the team that had uh, Jarrett uh, Daggy. Is that how you say his name? The 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 not so good quarterback from West Virginia who lost the job and then couldn't wait to transfer. Anytime you have guys transferring like a week before the season starts or two weeks before the season starts, I feel like that's not a program you want to back. Okay. We'll take your word for that. <laughs> if you had a football team, if you had a college football team, would you want your guys like leaving after like half of fall camp and like being, oh, I'm not the starter. Let me just go play somewhere else. Probably not. Seems like a bad sign. Um, anything else you want to touch on in the, in the Calcutta? Any questions that people had? We could maybe do a quick run through week one and see if there's any interesting games that people like. Jeff, I was going to ask, did you have any teams that you were simply trying to bid up that you got stuck with? Good question. <clears throat> Toledo, I was trying to bid up, got stuck with them, was bidding with David out on them. Um, Cincinnati, I went a little higher than I wanted to because I thought, but I also kind of wanted them. I mean, 
I guess the real question is there, there wasn't really anyone that I just purely got, got, I think Utah was one that like, I thought Preston would go higher on for sure. But then when I got him, I was more or less fine with it. Yeah. It wasn't quite as bad as it's happened to me in some, some, some golf Calcutta's where I've gotten stuck with, with guys that I was just like trying to get the price up on. Rufus is like, you know, told me the, the, the error in my ways of Not GTO. Tiny bit of EV out. But so, no, I, I hope you never change, it. Jeff. Never change, please. Well, I wasn't very active in the, this Calcutta at first, and I was kind of just sitting back, and I didn't think that I was going to get many teams. And then I, you know, I just, you just kind of get like anxious and you stretch on some teams. So, I mean, I think in the, in the, in hindsight, like the teams that I, you know, wish that I, there were a few teams I wish I didn't have, but. We'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. Especially these $5,000 teams are right around $5,000 teams. How many of them are just getting up worthless? Probably most of them. Rufus, can you ever remember a time in a Calcutta where you stretched just for fun and then you thought, I paid too much? I don't think I've ever seen you do it. No, I haven't. Maybe maybe once once where I had like, I think maybe one, uh, the last team in the Calcutta last golfer it might have been like a Siwoo Kim or something where I took him for like 9,000 and fair was like 9,100 oh you dirty dog I know Rufus is disciplined thank you does it get boring to be that disciplined Rufus no look the fun comes in the decisions that create the model that's fair it's like you create systems for yourself and so you don't have to make these little decisions. And so you have freedom of mental, like of mind in a way. Your, your brain doesn't get cluttered by the little, the small details. At least that's the goal. I find it, and it's probably not true with Calcutta's, but I find that the, in DFS, cause that's really more of my realm than, than this type of thing. When people are following a model too closely, then another player can pick up on that and, and predict exactly what they're going to do. And then you actually end up losing a lot of EV because people can swap to block you because they know what you're going to do. I yeah. don't think those players. I don't, I don't know how, how that applies. Like, and Jeff, I think would agree with you here, but I, I don't think that applies to a Calcutta. I just don't. No, probably not. But what doesn't apply to a Calcutta? Knowing, like, if you have an edge by knowing what someone else is going to do, and if therefore they lose EV because they're so predictable. But I don't think it necessarily. Like, okay, applies. what's like so? So here's the thing. Yeah, I'm not going to bid over my reservation price, but where I cut that off, it might be, you know, five percent edge. It might be a ten percent edge, and so it's like you can keep bidding me up, but like eventually, you know, you're, you don't know how where I'm going to stop. Like, yeah, you might not be holding the bag entirely, but like, well, in a draft like we had last night, you kind of just end up with almost nobody because Maybe. the pot. Like you got like four teams, right? Well, well, yeah, but I mean, normally I own a large percentage of the pot from the golf ones. Like this, yeah. this is just because I, I didn't have my stuff in order basically. And that's why I wasn't willing to be as aggressive just given the stakes. Like yeah. I'm not I'm not putting 300 grand in there if I have, if, if I'm not sure it's, if I'm not sure that, you know, my process is good. I need my process to be good. I'll put it that way. Right. I mean, for golf, if you stop bidding on a guy, and you seem like you're not interested. I do take that as a sign that like maybe we should not be pushing this guy another five, ten k higher. <laughs> I need to make a golf model. You guys have fun with the golf, don't you? 
Golf's fun. Right. Yeah. We have a good time. As Jeff says, I've run hot, so I'm due for some regression if you want to hop in, David. Yeah. From the small piece I've heard from you. Uh, Justin runs hot, of, period. I don't like, think you're due for a lot of regression. <laughs> do you know who's do you know who's half of uh, Dallas you bought? Half of what, Jeff? No, he's talking to Justin about the Mavs. I, I bought half of Dallas, the Mavs. Yeah, from it was mine. Oh, it was yours, Preston? I thought I, it was I had a, Yeah, well, it was my half because Jeff and I were chopping. But then Chris Moore, who has actually done Calcutta's with us in the past, he was actually looking for a bunch of Utah Jazz action, which is why you had an extra bet for the series, I think, on that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so – I mean, he was just dumping it off the other way. And so that's why you ended up with it, which ended up paying like, I don't know, it was like 163K or something was the number on that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, uh, the jazz making the playoffs and betting against them has been so great. And I am, I'm so bummed that they broke up that, that franchise that was just awful in the playoffs. Cause that, that core that they had was just like the perfect core to bet against every playoff series. And I'm sad it's over. I mean, we're probably, supposed, probably supposed to stick to college football, but that that Donovan Mitchell trade today is pretty interesting. Yeah, How many more years until the Cavs beat the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals, Jeff? Jeff, Jeff dropped off. Jeff had like an issue. Uh, he's a Celtics fan, so never mind. But um, I had that combo with someone earlier. How many years away are they? If like Mobley's actually just legit and Allen and Garland, and I don't know, they might actually just be two to three years from making an actual run. They might be. I just didn't think Mitchell was the piece that they needed to go give up everything for. Yeah. His ceiling isn't as high as like a actual playoff or championship contender, but they might have a chance to get one more piece. Like they, I think they're not completely so, dead on that. I guess I could Google this, but who, who got uh, uh, Mitchell and Gator? Uh, the Celtic? Cavs got Mitchell, the Jazz got Colin Sexton, Laurie Markinen, and three firsts. Rufus, I do you follow the NBA closely? What was your take on that trade? He doesn't. Uh, I don't follow the NBA at all. Oh, okay. None, zero. Well, good. We got Jeff back. Jeff, we're, we, we pivoted from college football to NBA since you left, and we're talking about if if Donovan Mitchell was worth nearly that that whole package. I didn't see what the trade was. What's the exact trade? Sexton, Markinen, and three unprotected first-round picks for Donovan Mitchell. No. I mean, I don't even know if I would personally do Sexton straight up. <laughs> I know. That's, that's what I, I saw people saying. They gave away three first-round picks to get worse right now. And I <laughs> – I I felt the same way. I don't I don't get it. I mean, I mean, but this is like Danny Ainge, man. The guy's a you know, God bless his Mormon soul, right, Preston? But he is <laughs> his Mormon at, soul, yeah. Good at getting getting extracting value, right? Him and Presty are the best at, at this type of thing, and he obviously worked for the Celtics. So uh, I don't know I, if I'm the Jazz after the go. The like, Wolves totally overpaid for Gobert too, so they're they're sitting pretty. I think the question is becomes like. 
is Donovan Mitchell actually better at defense than he's shown the last couple of years? Because there was a theory coming out that he wasn't actually bad at defense. I mean, he came out of Louisville. He's been terrible. And we know defense is like predominantly effort, right? And so can he he's actually do so much? What's up? Yeah. He's had to do so much on offense, carry the load, primary ball. I mean, if he, and, yeah. he's actually not a, a turnstile on defense, maybe he could be. Yeah, I actually think there's some merit to the idea that Gobert makes his guards worse to defense because you're just like, nah, I can let him go by. Gobert is down there. Maybe. Like like you said, he's a turnstile. Is that is that really it or is it just lack of effort? I think he could probably become a better defender, especially if he's, you know, the chemistry in that team was not very good um, as it was reported, at least. Um but I just think it's amazing that it was a team that everyone agreed had no way of ever winning. They had to break up that nucleus and they managed to get that much in return when they had to trade them. Like I've, you almost never see a team where they've got to trade these pieces and they get that big of a return. Hey, um, Preston, are the Celtics shipping this year? Yes, that was that that was my answer. Just just leaving it at that. It was a non-answer. Yeah, by the way, this is the year if you're gonna tank, like Utah just pulled this off and now they can tank for Victor. Um, who could just be like, you know, everyone calls him the next Giannis, but I think he's like the real deal. So um they played it perfectly. I think it's optimal GTO, as we say. But uh the Celtics, if I mean I actually don't even I haven't followed what's their price to win it all features wise? Are they like what fifth or sixth favorite? No, they're the favorite. To win the entire thing? Yeah. Seriously? I thought, yeah. Between the Bucks, the Nets, and I the mean, Western I, Conference, I the Celtics are the favorite. I don't, I don't, I'm only on one sports book, and they don't have basketball futures right now, but I've heard that they're the favorite huh. from, like, the Twitter sphere. Like, I guess uh, it's unique this year in that the favorite, when in the past the favorite was, like, Golden State or – Cleveland or Miami where they had you know they were like plus 150 or something and now the favorites like plus 700 so I, I guess there's yeah. probably a huge clump of teams up there that are there's good. yeah you're right Boston is plus 550 which is technically the best but then there's two teams at plus 600 a plus 700 a plus 800 so it's really close it's gonna be a fun season yeah cool. uh can we do what a does Mike say about what does he say are they gonna win it all Who? our friend Boston. Yeah, talk about him on a sports betting podcast, Rufus. Okay. Just because you he's been very in your mind lately, I know. Maybe we'll talk about that off off camera. Why that's he's been fresh in your mind these days. Uh, okay. Um, can we talk about week one in college football or whatever week this is? Is there is there any interesting games, David? I think you're the only one that might actually be able to add some um, color to this segment. I don't know. I feel like Justin could probably add the color to any segment. Aw. Thank you. Wow. I like Florida. This is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. <laughs> you like Florida, huh? It's Preston. The, the state or the school? State, the, the, uh, they're like plus three. You like the state. Why do you well, like Florida? I, Ohio he probably State has likes Disney. Do you have them like fifty-one or fifty-two percent to win the game? What's that, David? Out for Florida? Do you, do you have them like a small favorite, like fifty-one, fifty-two percent to win the game, or something in that range? Yeah, I'm, I'm 
feels like a gigantic home field advantage and yeah. does not mean accounted for you. I mean, I'm I'm not sold that that, that Whittingham can just recycle defenses. I don't think a lot of the offensive coach. Yeah, you like the quarterback. Brewer is interesting. So Brewer was so bad for two games last year at Utah, and now he's the quarterback for Liberty, and like it's a completely yes, different system. Yes, boys. Jeff, right, right. Liberty's gonna like win Jeff a bunch of money. It's gonna. Be I hope so. Money. It's only fair. Yeah, Liberty is interesting. Like they have like like very reasonable players for that level of school. I think Brewer's a good quarterback. It was just in the completely wrong system and wrong space. And, and they didn't block for him in the two games and they dumped him and then they started blocking. What do you know? They, the other guy looked better. <laughs> I, I, I think yeah, Brewer could be pretty good. I think that. Uh, and you like, not you like uh, Oregon plus the 17, right? Guess. I guess. So do you think there's any advantage in landing? Uh, like having an idea of like possibly how to beat Georgia. I mean, the the Georgia defensive staff is. I mean, it's the same scheme that Lanny just coached. Shouldn't he have like an idea of like what to what to do against it? You would think, right? My company already posted Georgia minus seventeen as as one of our top bets. Just does not think that then. <laughs> It's not but, really uh, a neutral. It's not really a neutral site. I mean, they have like eighty percent of the tickets to distribute for a game. Oh, it's not a neutral site at all. Yeah. Well, it's in Atlanta. Right. What does your company do, Justin? Uh, we put out. We're like, uh, we've got like a here. It's like an app. It's like a DFS and sports betting picks. So okay. It's kind of like a towel service for people that are just want to have fun, have action, but don't want to. I'd say, like, on the DFS side, what we kind of specialize in is analyzing ownership and, like, game theory. That's my favorite thing. That's what I like. Is it kind of like a top service or just is it a top service? <laughs> I guess the difference is just, like, breaking down game theory and ownership is a little different than just straight-up touting picks. Um, but but it's mostly a tout service, yeah. I don't, How's I don't your like record? How is your – I didn't even know you were a tout. We're not even really allowed to have you on. See <laughs> How I personally, as a, as a I, tout service, I personally uh, am not like a tout, but I own the company. Um, we have like forty people on our team, but um, last year we were like fifty-seven point two percent in college football spread in totals. So we've we've done well, but um, college football. I mean, college sports are the easiest, of course. How did you the fifty-seven point uh, whatever percent? How did Wait, like where's the private closures or versus whatever line was that when you released it? Sorry, what was that? When were those like being tracked? Like when are you guys betting versus what oh, lines? We like, often post them, they get posted about two days before, and then we're locking in those prices. I mean, that's what we suggest people to do. Um no, no, that's fair. No, don't yeah. I'm I am yeah, it's if it's if you if you adjust it to closing spreads, I mean we're gonna be a lot closer to like 52, 53, but um, you gotta you gotta take them early, or else you're not gonna get much value. I just thought you were some random DFS guy that we had in the Calcuttas that runs runs uh, <laughs> runs good all the time. Yeah, I'd have to run pretty good to be playing in these Calcuttas. Yeah, no, I mean it's uh, I, I I don't isn't that isn't that a good uh, reflection of me as a tout that I you just found out on like my tenth appearance with you that I own a company. 
Yeah, we haven't mentioned it, so that's good. At least we won't mention it because then we don't want to promote the touting. So, so mo moving towards something more interesting. Could forget touts and who cares? Like, there's so much to that. If you're if you're modeling, should you be trying to beat the closer or should you be trying to beat the odds of whenever you release or make your bet? I I would contend that if you're a handicapper rather than someone playing the market, both are, uh, if you're doing one, you're doing the other. Hmm. You hopefully it would be both. Um, but you, if we go back and compare, you're going to have better results when on the picks that you post and the opening lines, than the closing oh, lines. For sure. For sure. But if, uh, if, but you, it, actually if you, it, if you if you can beat the close, you can make a lot more money because you can wait till Saturday morning and bet for a lot more, even if you're right in percentage is less. So in theory, if you can beat the close, that's kind of one of the points of the exercise. I used to post a pick in every single side, every game on Friday night, late, like midnight Pacific time, just to see how I did. But also, um, this is generally worthwhile uh, for people just to see. But like, yeah, if you're able to beat closes to some degree, then Saturday morning you're just going to crush. You'll be able to get way more down. So I think. In theory, I would prefer to try to beat the close on something. Right. But for, I think for like, for our customers, they place their average wager size is about $25. So they're not being limited in any capacity. So it's not like for, for me. Yeah. Like I would, if you actually me, like, charge, how much do you charge? Uh, 50 bucks a month. That's, so that is kind of nothing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's really for casuals. You know, we're trying to like be like, you know, your college buddies use our app. We have a ton of our popular demographic is guys in their twenties. Um, so yeah, I agree with you, Preston, like for my sake, if you told me I can give you a, a 54% play on Saturday morning or a 56% on Friday morning, I'd probably rather have the 54 on Saturday just cause I can get more on it. But I don't think our customers are thinking that way. So, so I made a decision about 15 years ago that I was like, only going to care about the closer like every modeling like like we have a ridiculous database that has like zero line history other than closers like in my mind if we couldn't beat the closer then what the hell were we doing which so don't get me wrong obviously better bet earlier right but if you're if your goal is to model better then the closer should be your goal i mean not only that you know, that's the better line. So that's the line you should be aiming at. But obviously, like you said, you could use a shitload more down. Yeah, that makes sense. How much were you beating the close? How much were you beating the close by before you were like confident that you could, you could just like fire at will? David, David out. Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt, Matt, I just want to say when I met you in Costa Rica back in 2015, you were talking about like, man, this huge edge of one and a half percent. Remember that? That's yeah. My no, you're like you're like fire big. Like you know, you you recognize the efficiency of the market. Edges, you know, it's it's a high volume, low hold game, right? That's always been my game. Yeah, which doesn't you know have to be everyone's game. I'm more with with you, dude. I would David. I'll go for like fifty four percent closing edge. Is is like that's where I'm. That's where I'm willing to take it. Like you said, like I'll fire a lot on. 
confident. He, he, no, he's saying like, okay, this is, 50, you know, you're getting minus 110. He's like, this has a 52.7%. Let's fire. Bay. Our goal has always been to hold less than 1%. See, yeah. For multiple reasons. Like one being longevity. You're not leaving money on the table. And the, reason I asked, the reason I asked is because if I recall, and I hope I'm not giving anything away, I shouldn't, but uh, like your volume was pretty heavy, at least in college football, week to week, which I always appreciated. Um, and so you were obviously, if there was any sort of edge, basically just betting it because you believed if we could be too close, any edge is worth betting. And so, well, anyways, but I, from people that I know that worked at books, they're like, go oh, ahead, yeah, place came in, you'd have like 20 to 30 on a, on a Thursday or whatever. And anyways, so that, that's all I remember. And I was like, that's, that's, that's intense, but uh, respect. I mean, my favorite thing to do was always to, to, to bet, like break you. Like if I, if I can make a bet that's completely zero EV, that was my favorite. <laughs> Flip some coins. Well, because it protects everything else, right? I mean, you're going to have to explain that one to our listeners. No, it, 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 as far as getting down. It, it protects yeah. you from getting from getting booted off. Yeah. No, I I'm with you on that. But if I have a book that'll if I have a book that's taking big action, and I someone's like, hey, I've got a 52.4 percent minus 110, I'll just take it. Yeah, just but if someone see. says they have a 52.4 percent minus 110, it's probably not a winner. I'm well, someone's smart. Obviously, not like a guy at the bar. Most smart people are still not winners. I I know. I'm aware. If you told me Rufus, hey, our model has this at 52.4. I'll fire at it. I wouldn't so, bet it. I wouldn't fire at it. I know. I'm saying I, I would if I'm trying to keep that book open. If I've been crushing them with like FCS spreads, then I, I will take anything like like Dowd I was saying just to keep that line open. This is like the same reason that like I used to bet a big bet on the top of a beginning of a blackjack shoe. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep, that's a good point. Yep. Did you ever track your... Uh plus minus on those jeff i mean you know me i run hot so those were always good <laughs> you see me play crafts before i run hot you um, playing this weekend i'm gonna play some crafts this weekend yeah i uh headed out to vegas and someone on my text chain of the random people that are coming to vegas with me sent out a airbnb guided hike um and sort of asked if anyone was interested in doing this Airbnb guided hike on Saturday morning. I was like, this is going to be a different. Jeff, do you need trip. someone to hold your hand while you're walking? I mean, I don't need one, but it's it's around the Red Rocks. Um, but oh. yeah, any, any, uh, any. Uh, Why don't you just ask me where to go? Ask a local. You don't really live Red there. Rocks is great. Any. Uh, any that was a local too at one point. Any bet the process listeners that happen to be out in Vegas this weekend, just DM me and try to find you. I, I'm actually Roof is going to bring our bet the process T-shirt and maybe wear it to the pool. I love it. Probably going to put a big mark over my face and it'll just show your face. So put, put my phone number underneath my face though. And your hinge account? Yeah. Just, just my phone. Q- phone number. QR code to your hinge. QR code to his hinge. That that's, what, that's what the T-shirt that we make should be. It should be a QR code to Rufus's different dating sites. <laughs> That would be amazing. I'm Just Rufus's face. Fumble. Rufus's face with a bunch of QR codes. And when you scan them, it just opens various dating apps to his profile. 
we could just make a bunch of different shirts and all of them have different versions of Rufus's. You could also just make a bunch of random dating profiles for me. I don't want to do that. That's I mean, crazy. I'm just saying, if you're talking about things you could do, you could do whatever the hell you want to do. All right. Anyone got anything else on college football this week? Otherwise, we can let the we can let people go to bed. Nothing else. David, I have nothing else for me while I'm in Vegas to fire on. Jeff, I can give you Illinois money line. Illinois money line. After That's it's moved like 15%. Uh, Matt, what what do you make that um, the the Bam the Ohio State Notre Dame game? Yes, like Notre Dame, but I don't know, like Ohio uh, State could just be so good. It's hard to believe that Notre Dame is going to be able to hang with them. College football is crazy that the number five team is a seventeen point dog against the number two team. Yes, that's unique to this year, right? Like. This year is yeah. like three teams are like above and beyond everybody else, like in a crazy manner. Also, Notre Dame just doesn't deserve to be number five, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Probably true. All right, Notre everyone. Talent is a good coach, though. What's that? Notre Dame has good coaching and a lot of recruits, and who knows how actual good they'll be, but they were hey, very good hey. last year with a shitty quarterback. So, I mean, if you look at our Calcutta, who who paid thirty six thousand for Notre Dame? Probably me. I feel like you just can't feel that good about paying that much for a team without a conference, who is going to lose their first game. It's like, what do you? What? Where's the equity here? <laughs> Maybe that was worth. I'm looking this way down. Maybe this was worse. Biggest well, loser. Even if they lose this game, they could easily be the fourth playoff team. They could. I just right. it would just be demoralizing to start out with like a 17 point loss. And now you've got to be perfect just to suck out for the four seed. Yeah, that's true. But what did I just tell you about the break even bets? I'm not saying this is one of them, but <laughs> Matt, we'll let you play in our Calcutta forever. So don't yeah, you secure your seat in next year's college football <laughs> Calcutta. Definitely twisted my arm for five times around to get this one. Do you have an opinion on the Illinois game? I can't stand Illinois and make the line like right on, so Illinois must be the nuts. <laughs> Got it. Hey, bro, actually, real quick, last thing, just, I, Jeff, you should probably bet South Florida against BYU, but David, I love BYU last night in the auction. Ooh, yeah, BYU is interesting. Another team without a conference, but yeah. It doesn't count as group of five or whatever, but they just like just never ever go to Florida and play well. I I was listening to a podcast about this and they talked about the 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 Utah people not liking the humidity, which would which would also say your whole Utah Florida. No, no, yeah. It's actually Mormons don't like humidity. It's not Utah people. People don't like climate change. Like nobody nobody does well. People don't like change. Right. I'm pretty sure no the line already moved like two points. It doesn't matter humid to dry or vice versa. Elevation, non-elevation. This is a good BYU team. Maybe the Rufus best one in a long time. You're ready to go deep here, Rufus. I am. I'm always ready to go deep. He's on the East Coast. Oh, gosh. All right. All. Thanks for joining us, Am I guys. the only one on the East Coast? 
We'll do. We'll run this back for the NFL. I'll I'll have some. I'll have a, a scoring system more or less in place tomorrow. Maybe that I can send out. I'll work on it tomorrow on the plane. All right, all. All right. Take care, guys. See Crunching all the numbers in a simulated system that break down the data analytically driven. Media coverage of sports gambling is pathetic. The bottom line is watered down, it seems like they don't get it. Puppeteers are but the engines running off a of leaded.